That's right. Welcome in. It is another edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com, where we are talking Idaho wrestling week in, week out here in the great state of Idaho. Big thanks to everybody that's tuning in live tonight. We do this every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, and we do it for you, the wrestling community at large. Uh, so whether you're watching this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page or Twitter account or the Idaho Wrestling News Facebook page. Thanks for being with us tonight. We really appreciate it. If you want to be part of the conversation, and that's really what this show is all about, uh, throw your question or shout out uh, in the comments. Tell us where you're watching from tonight. We'll throw it up on the screen and uh, steer the conversation the way you folks want it to go. Uh, my name is Brandon Bainey. Let's introduce you to our panel tonight from the Treasure Valley. It's Coach Al Fontes. What's going on, Al? Not much. Happy to be here. Look forward to it. Let's do it. Looking good for sure. Uh, also here tonight with a disgusting ball cap on top of his head, Brian Hollister. <laughs> What's up, diehards? How we doing? Go Niner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no thanks. Well, you might have some good company here, although this is this is more Southern California, right? Al Pablo's watching from Riverside, California. Uh, Bay, I mean, San Francisco's in North Cal. It's in the Bay Area. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm not, Riverside's in the South. Oh, Riverside's in the South. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Matthew Hamilton, Post Falls, hashtag the North remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Always bringing it strong here. Tom Baumgartner, of course, Century follower, go Diamondbacks. And here's Alfonso. Can't wait to hear about Buell and the rest of the 3A teams. Yeah, there was a lot of exciting action. Uh, Red Halverson, of course, took place in the Magic Valley, the North Idaho Rumble up north. Uh, we had uh, a big girls tournament taking place in Burley as well. Look at this. Sloan Scott says, go Niners. Okay. All right. He knows, he knows what's up. <laughs> I will say, you know, just selfishly, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. I probably will also be cheering for the 49ers only so I can say, well, hey, at least my team lost to the Super Bowl champs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Purely selfish reasons. Uh, tonight's show is presented by No Vape Idaho. Be smart. Don't start. Uh, we always start the show with the best thing that we saw from the past week that was. Brian, uh, since your Niners are in the Super Bowl, I'll let you go first tonight. What was the best thing you saw from the past week? All right, some great finals at the uh, Red Halverson. Um, but I got to say the best thing I saw was the Burton Exford Part 2. You know, Exford pulled it out in the first one. This one, uh, Burton pinned him in overtime. It was just one of those amazing matches to watch. So congrats, Coulter Burton. And I also heard we were talking earlier that that was the first loss in Idaho of Exford's career. So that's props to Burton and two great wrestlers. Fun to watch. Spoiler alert that that's going to probably be mine as well. But uh, Al, what was the best thing you saw from the past week? Well, it was what he just said. You know what? We'd love to see these big matches between Burton and Exford, these high level matches. It's great. These guys are going to D1. That's going to be every day when they get there. It's going to be that kind of level. But I commend them for putting it on the line, and it's just great for wrestling. Um, just looking at the Big Mountain Girls Invitational in Burley, uh, just the top five teams were within, you know, you know, five or six points of each other. Uh, and it was just some good competition there. I just want to commend um, them for running a good tournament. 
I know uh, our team Rocky was fourth. They're at 115, but the winning team was 119.5. Columbia was very close. So just a good competition there. That's one I want to highlight. For sure. Uh, best thing I saw, I'll go North Idaho Rumble, guys. Uh, how about American Falls going all the way up north and, and taking the title? Uh, Coeur d'Alene, the home team, took third behind Caldwell. So, Al, we had a team from your neck of the woods come up and usurp Coeur d'Alene. And, Brian, we had a team from your area come up and usurp Coeur d'Alene as well. Yeah, no. go Idaho. <laughs> yeah. When we sent a team, we had about four guys plays, but they said the competition was pretty good and uh, kids had a good time. Yeah, it was a really fun weekend for sure. Uh, the shout outs uh, already piling in here. Matthew says anyone but the Chiefs <laughs> in terms of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think most of America can agree with that, although you might get the Swifties coming after you, so look out. Pablo <laughs> uh, uh, from Riverside, he says, uh, FYI, Kenny Clark is a former CIF state qualifier that competes for Green Bay. He's also from Riverside. Al, yeah, Kenny Clark. Big defensive tackle, played for UCLA in college, which is my favorite team, and now he's on my favorite pro team. He's like my favorite guy ever. I'll admit, I didn't know he wrestled in high school. He was tough. He was tough. I mean, he. I remember seeing him wrestle. He was a, he was a stud. Yeah, stud football player, too, so obviously. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Eddie Card, watching on the bus, heading home from West J right now. Go Firth. All right, look at that. We're everywhere, Al. We're even on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. For sure. All right. Well, I guess the big story we've got to talk about, the biggest meet of the weekend was the Red Halverson taking place in the Magic Valley, Al. We kind of teased, you know, a couple of things we saw from there. But what were your big takeaways from, from Red Halverson this past week? It just, I mean, it was great competition. And Bishop Kelly won it with 223 points. I mean, they had four champs, nine places overall. Nampa, uh, 5A power. Uh, they were just, just you know, they're at 205 and a half. They had four champs, seven placers. And Minica, who's also uh, among the favorites uh, in their division, they only, they had two champions on left. They had the most placers at 11. But overall, great competition, great matches. Uh, it didn't disappoint. Brian, what stood out to you from Red Halverson? You know, the same thing. It was interesting to see. I think Nampa had those lightweights, somebody in the finals, the first four matches. And then all of a sudden you hit BK's lineup where they have four guys in the finals right in a row. Uh, BK had a couple of weights, at least one, if not two, that they had two guys placed in the top six. So BK, you know, also proved they've got some depth there. Minico was without a few, you know, state placers. So hopefully they get them healthy because that could be a tight race, you know, between Nampa, Minico and, and BK. But you know, that was kind of my takeaway. Dampa ruled the lightweights, BK ruled the middleweights, and they both showed some depth. Yeah, Al, we were talking about this a little bit off air before the show tonight. Um, it is hard to get a gauge. It seems like there's been, and maybe I'm maybe it's just me, but it seems like there's been more injuries um throughout lineups uh, up and down the 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 spectrum. Uh we've talked about Buell hasn't had their full stable of guys most of the year. Now Minico and beak bishop kelly and post falls and it's it's really hard to gauge where all these teams stand when they're not playing with the full deck of cards no i mean we even had our share we've had our share of injuries this year i i mean i don't know what's going on i mean it's really hard to uh pinpoint exactly what is happening but nonetheless uh we cannot really predict who's going to do what until the end of the year after districts i mean it's it's we're gonna have to wait until that time comes um it's really hard to gauge whether because they won Raleigh or won this tournament, what it's going to be like in the end. Everyone's going to have to be healthy. 
So we'll see. Yep. Uh, Matt in the chat says Minikel put on a great tournament and they give the best awards. Right. Yeah, those are those are huge. And uh, you know, Matt's kid Cody put on a great show. One ninety five ended up third, and that was a tough weight. The kid from Soda Springs won that, and uh, Jerome kid was second. And you know, tough weight, but those awards are kids love them. Kids love them, and they give out the old school posters to the winner, which is you know a nice touch as well. The brackets. Yeah, and, and you look at the competition. I didn't get a chance to really go through it, but when I just look at all the placers in the top six. There's a multitude of returning state champions and placers here from the various divisions. So this is a solid tournament. This is probably, in some cases, maybe tougher in some ways than their own state tournament. So impressive. Yeah, and that's the thing, Al, because uh, like we talked about with Raleigh Lane and, and Red Halverson and Tri-State and some of these, you are, you're getting battle-tested in the regular season. It, you know, state's never easy, but sometimes it's like, man, I – I went through more in the regular season to get to this point. Yeah. And the only weight that didn't wrestle in the finals is uh, at heavyweight with Shiloh Jones and Aid McGinnis, uh, two of the top heavyweights in the, in the, in the state in all divisions, in my opinion. Um, so interesting. So we'll see. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, Steph and Ponch say Ghoulie versus hood was an outstanding match as well. What did you think of that one, Brian? Yeah, I mean, you know, top top kids in the divisions. Luckily, they're both, you know, 3A and 5A, so they won't see it at the state tournament. But, you know, Hood pulling that out showed, you know, he's he's the real deal. And so one of the better matchups of the week for sure. Alfonso wants to give a shout-out here. How about Skyline's Takeda at 106? He's coming on. Yep, good look, another good-looking freshman. I mean, he, you know, the, the um, Shank from Nampa, I believe he won that tournament the year before, was the number one seed. Uh, state placer and Takeda the freshman came in and you know he's coming into his own looking good yeah Brian can I ask you real quick what's how how's the 4a high country conference shaking out in terms of the team race because I know there's outstanding individuals at Blackfoot and Skyline and Idaho Falls and Shelley and but but who's who's got enough guys and depth to to take that district title and put themselves in the best position at state you know, I th it's going to be a two-way race. Bonneville and Blackfoot both have the numbers. Uh, I think they're going to bring just about two in every weight class. Going to qualify some of the weights. Bonneville is going to qualify two kids. Some of the weights, uh, Blackfoot will. Idaho Falls, Skyline, Shelley, and Hillcrest are going to try to play spoiler, and they're all going to bring a handful of kids anywhere from five or six. But numbers-wise, I think Blackfoot and uh, Bonneville are going to bring you know anywhere from you know ten to thirteen kids each. So. Yeah. I, okay. It's tough to handicap, but I, you know, I think I think Blackfoot's probably got the the depth to do it. Bonneville's down a little, but if Bonneville gets healthy, they can make a run at it for sure. Okay, it'll be it'll be interesting when that comes. I just I know you're right there in Idaho Falls, so I wanted to pick your brain on that. Uh, Amy, she she's on board with me. I said, you know, the best thing I saw was American Falls winning that team title at the North Idaho Rumble. Amy, I I totally agree. That was so cool to see them come up north and and conquer basically and and show that hey you know we've got a really good program here uh matthew says speaking of health lots of teams without their main lineups will they be back for state and can kids shuffle for the best shot at state al some of these guys we're talking about are, are not going to be back for state just because everybody recovers differently from injuries there's no crystal ball where we could look at it and predict and so that is a key part how do you then shuffle your lineup to make sure it gives your team the best chance to compete 
Well, you got to remember too, you got to, you got to do an official weigh in early. So sometimes you may not be able to drop or, or whatever. So you're sort of stuck. So you just hope you have those number twos that can step up to the plate or maybe even the number three, some schools have a third, third string kid. That's pretty solid that can come up and rise to the occasion. So it's just so many factors. We will see. We will see. Brian, is that something though that coaches are looking at now? Like, hey, if if we don't have athlete X for state, you know, can we start moving those pieces now? Yeah, absolutely. I think coaches are right now putting together, you know, in some districts, you may a kid may have wrestled 26 all year, and you may look at your district and decide that 132, hey, we take four guys, we could get a kid here at 32. They may change weights for district, go up a weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, down weight if they have their scratches if somebody's injured um absolutely coaches are looking at that to figure out how they can get the most kids to the state tournament yeah it'll be interesting for sure and that's um, why you know hey coach that's why that's why some of these coaches put their number two or three guys in these tournaments just to get them that background that competition to get sort of it'll give them a better gauge and sometimes some of these younger kids are rising to the occasion so we'll see that is always the easiest way if you can just take this, take the next guy up and plug him in, right? But sometimes, he, here. yeah, and not not everybody's a five A, you know, behemoth that's got that available. You know, some of our two A, three A's got to get a little more creative for sure. Uh, Bugsy says you need three scratches before districts unless you're jumping up a weight. Um, okay, Hoyt and Brock want to know. Speaking of the injuries, there are lots of injuries this time of year. Thoughts on that? Is there such a thing as overtraining? It's all about the slow grind to peak in the postseason, and sometimes it's hard to do. Brian, what what do you think about that? Is there overtraining? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, there, you have to pace it for sure. You know, and they're ex- absolutely right. You got to you have to peak at the right time. You see some of these teams come out and they they peak early in the season. They hit with the injury bug. So, uh, you know, I think there's got to be a consistent training and and there's a way to do it right for sure. But overtraining, I mean, these, you know, look at professional athletes, they're training year round and, you know, some weekends off good. I think Buell took a weekend off, you know, this week and they're back at it. So you definitely need a little time off from competition, but, you know, practice itself. I think you have to keep practicing. Yeah. For sure. And we are wrestling a lot more matches today. That is a factor, but we also have to remember too, you know, you go. Back, I, I've been talking to coaches about this, asking the same question. We go back 40 years. The average kid was a lot more rigorous because they were doing a lot more physical labor, working on farms, working. And they were just, I mean, just physically their bodies were, you know, we were playing. We were more compact growing up, not playing all these video games as much and sitting around. Uh, not saying all kids sit around. But uh, I'm seeing more injuries today than other. And I don't know if it's a combination of that or just, we just have so much competition. The body never gets a chance to heal. Yeah. Yeah. It is an interesting topic for sure, but I'm with you guys. It's all about training correctly, right? You can train uh, two hours versus somebody who trains 10, but if it's two sloppy hours, it's mm-hmm. going to affect you more than the 10 hours of good training too, yep. Uh, yep. for sure. And and the tech, the, the science behind the recovery and training is so, so far advanced, you know, even from my days that, you know, that the studies coming out on sleep for recovery and, and eating right. And, you know, the great coaches are implementing that right now in all their programs, getting the proper sleep or eating, you know, post practice stretching and, and, you know, pre-stretching before tournaments. And they're hard because you sit around sometimes for a couple hours before a match and you go out there and it's, it's hard to get a good warm up. So lots of things play into it. Yep. For sure. Yeah, you're right, Brian. We have access to so much more data today than we did 
30 years ago. And Al loves that data. We all know that. <laughs> uh, Jacob is in the chat tonight, guys. Uh, he said uh, Yakima beat Sawyer Anderson, defending 5A champ. I, I think he means Takeda there. Yeah, yeah, Takeda, yes. Yeah. And yeah. then he tried He tried to autocorrect, and it still came out Yakima. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those tough names. But, yeah, he took out some great kids along the way. Yeah, that so. was good. Amy says the seating at Red Halverson was a little bizarre. Brian, I wanted to talk to you about this because we got a couple of comments last week about like Tiger Grizz and like ah, some of the seedings just didn't make sense. And you know what they rely on a lot. Correct me if I'm wrong is how did you perform at this tournament last year? Right. That takes significant weight, uh, sometimes more than what's happening this season. I mean, there's a wide range, but. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. And that's what happened at this tournament. Um, you know, the number one criteria was, how you placed at this tournament last year that was even ahead of state placement so you could have had a you know you had mac mauger as the number two seed because he didn't go to red halverson last week or last year and so that you're exactly right brandon that was the the criteria for this tournament was placement there last year was the number one thing yep yeah but kids get better though over the summer so sometimes right. that's the problem with i mean don't they use track as well as sort of a a, a mechanism to do some of the seating they did. And I, I get, I think I'm wrong on that. They did use state placement. Number one, then red Halverson was the second criteria. Mm -hmm. um, and then they used winning percentage where they go to track and look at that. And then you have all the head to heads, which, you know, that can be a mess because a kid beats somebody and somebody else beats somebody else. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck <laughs> for sure. Um, okay. Uh, Lynn is here tonight. Go post false Trojans. Of course uh bugsy talking about that training yes and no kid specific you need to be in shape and healthy foods are critical for recovery mm -hmm. al and there's so much science around food now too what's good for you what isn't right exactly you don't want to be eating chocolate bars and drinking sodas and anything of that nature you want to have the best fuel no different than nascar you want the best fuel in that vehicle it's like the body to perform that's right um bugsy also wants to know speaking of second and third stringers uh y'all thinking about like we're in charge uh, y'all thinking about letting everyone wrestle at districts and expanding the state tournament yet um let's let's talk about expanding at districts uh brian what what do you think about that letting everybody i mean some districts are just like i think of al's district for example with rocky mountain i mean there's there's 13 teams in that district you'd be there a long time <laughs> you you would but we've got these tournaments down to a science i say i'm all for it the more kids the better and then you don't run into problems like we've talked about on this um podcast is you had mountain view what was that last year or two years ago where you had probably three of the top heavyweights in the state at yep. the same school one of them couldn't even go to the district tournament so i I would like to see it open up in the districts. I think we could handle it. Most districts I know are the fourth district over here. You've got six to eight kids in a bracket. You could easily open it up. Yeah. And I think there's a, you know, some common sense too, right? You could give some wild, you know, I've heard talks yeah. about wild cards and things like that in terms of, you know, bids to state. And so, yeah, I think there is a happy medium that can be uh, yep. struck for sure. Um, we were talking about resting and training. Matthew says, uh, post falls, uh, varsity, the first stringers took the week off. And Amy says, you know, Beal did take that week off earlier and the weekend off was nice. It's nice for the parents too. Well, you can have a nice weekend at home. You don't got to go anywhere. It's good to have a breather. 
<laughs> for sure. Uh, Cody says, if you're not training, your competitors are. And Bugsy, right. Bugsy agrees with me. 10 hours of sloppy training will kill 10 hours of good training. You got to make the time count correctly. Al, it's not total time. It's all about you know efficiency and can you get the most out of your time, right? Uh, ask Dan Gable, one of the best wrestlers in the history, when 3 o'clock in the morning he got up and trained because the Russians were training. So that's to the highest level extreme. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that. That's a great story for sure. Um, okay. Uh, Pablo says here in California, the 150 weight class will probably be the deepest with talent, not just in California, but the country. Who do you guys think is the deepest weight class in Idaho at the moment? You know, we've gotten this question a lot uh, over the time we've done this this show. I always lean like 120 or 126, but I don't know. What do you think, Al? 120s, 126, 138s. I mean, if they were all together, they would. I mean, every every division is going to have two or three real solid kids. But what he's talking about, it's a one-division state. I think the top seven or eight guys are all going D1, just like 160s. I mean, that is insane. But, I mean, here I'd say most of the ways have at least two or three solid kids that can, you know, really compete for that top spot. Brian, yeah. is there a number that jumps there or a weight class that jumps out to you? You know, I, I think 132 in Idaho is really solid. You know, across the divisions, you take the number one and two from each of those divisions, and, and you've got, you know, a lot of college athletes. 152, Mara at 5A, uh, Martino at 4A, uh, Mackenzie at 3A. I mean, 52, you could make an argument, is pretty solid, but it, it's just tough to say. Yeah. A lot of solid weights. If we we're one division, you would say, wow, look at this way. I mean, it would be really nice. We're seeing that with these tournaments like Red Halverson and Raleigh. We're seeing that 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 hypothetical one division state tournament, those tournaments. Yep. Uh, Bugsy says, uh, explaining to Pablo, we have four classifications, and he would say 132 is what he'd go with there. Uh, Al, you're, our man X. We were talking about food and nutrition. All he had to say was, "Food is amazing." Hey, slow I can't down, disagree. X. Slow down. <laughs> no, no, he uh, <laughs> he did a lot of cutting in his day, so he knows. I mean, there was a lot of extra hours training, to maintain his weight, so he knows he's yeah. enjoying it now. Yep, and but and Bugsy's all in favor of expanding um, districts and letting everybody compete. He says, "No way would I kill myself wrestling and and then not wrestle for a shot at state." forget that that's why college kids quit no matches can't wrestle etc yeah al it is a little different at the college level where you could be on the sidelines just practicing all the time and you never get to compete that's a tough grind there's a lot of studs coming out of high school that were blue chippers that are number two or three for many years yeah it's that tough so but uh you know it brings up a point because we're at this point of the season you're a second and third teamer you don't see yourself as a top two. A lot of kids are saying, I'm done for the year. But what if you need them two weeks from now because a kid gets injured, right? See, that's the dynamic. Somehow we got to keep these kids here, whether we have an extra tournament for all the uh, third and fourth string kids at the you know sort of a novice level tournament um, just to keep these kids out, right? So. Yeah. Yep, it is. It is tough for sure. Amy says toughest weight class is probably 126 or 132 across all classifications. Yep, for sure. Uh, let's see. 
Renee says Lakeland and Post Falls duel this week was canceled. Lakeland down with the sickness. There's another thing, Brian. Is it's it's not just injury, but you know, you get a flu bug or something that runs through a team, that'll destroy you. Yep. And and that was going around. I talked to the Middleton coach at Red Halverson, and they had several out with with cold this week. And you know, the good thing is you get it now and you're healthy for state. So <laughs> get it out. Yeah, it's going everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and now we've got dissenting opinions from uh, is 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 X from California as well, Al? Yeah, he's from the Bay Area. Yeah, he uh, he. Uh, I used to I mentored him for many years. He's two time state qualifier to California State Champions. Went back to national. So yeah, Bay Area guy. Okay, we've got dissenting opinions from two Cali guys here. Pablo says, I wish California would expand to divisions. We have too much talent that doesn't place at state. With all the schools we have, eight hundred plus, we could surely have three or four divisions. X says, nah, Cali should keep the one division. Makes it worthwhile to go to state. <laughs> so I've been in both ends of the spectrum. I would say the one division is great for the fan, but at the end of the day, the cream always rises to the top and the best kids always go to the collegiate level. But there's so many studs. Imagine some of our kids are two throwing state champions here. May never place in California. That's how tough it is because it's one division. So um, I like multiple digits. I think California needs to go to at least two or three divisions. And and Brian, these are high school kids. You could have a bad day and that yeah. affects your performance on the mat. And then all of a sudden you're out. Yeah, no, it, it happens at all levels of wrestling and you just see it. And you you got to bounce back. And if it's state, it can be disheartening, but you see it every year, you know, state champs go down and number one seeds go down every year. I mean, that's the great thing about our sport. Anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough for sure. Um, Bugsy says, yeah, we need a super state or expanded state with a large one division bracket, 64 man bracket. We definitely talked about the super state in the past. Uh, Renee talking about that Lakeland post falls duel. That was the one duel that was a home one this year. It's always tough when you lose out on, on your, on your one home date on the calendar, Al. Yeah, it's, it's hard. We, we had to make up a couple, uh, duels and, uh, because of the snow, but with Boise, we were able to reschedule it. So uh, maybe we'll get an extra match next week. We'll see. Yep. Uh, we were talking about being a D1 wrestler, and uh, Sean says, Division One room, no joke. High school national champs don't make it. Um, we have a room full that got beat up and quit. Yep. That Sean knows. Sean, Sean coached at the uh, JUCO level in California. He knows. He understands that. Yep. Uh, and Brian was uh, talking about here, Pennsylvania has college opens every weekend. You know, some, some athletes can go do that, right? Where you can just go compete on your own unattached. That's an option in college as well. Yeah. There's over 40 something programs and uh, college programs of all levels in Pennsylvania. That is the hotbed of wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. We were talking about red Halverson straight from the horse's mouth guys, Garrett Vale from Minico. It was a good tournament. <laughs> pretty, pretty understated. It might be underselling it a little bit. And and he had a great tournament as well. Looked good in the finals. <laughs> That's what cracks me up. You know, he he went out and performed so well, and he's just very yeah. It was a good tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay. Matthew says most of the main tournaments are done. We're three weeks out from state. Which team would win super state? Oh, this will be a fun exercise. Al, if, let's say we had a super state. We can't predict who's going to win at state, but we kind of know who, who the top wrestlers are at, at each weight class. Who, who would win the team title at super state? 
Well, it, it would be between Meridian. Post Falls would be up there as well. Uh, I think Nampa would challenge. Now, it depends on if we're scoring the top kid or multiple kids, right? Two kids or one kids. I think if we're scoring just one kid, it would be tight between Minico, Post Falls, Meridian, um, Bishop Kelly. Uh, I think it would be a tight race. Sort of like what we saw at the um, – did they score both kids, uh, Brian, at the Raleigh, or they only scored the top kid? I think they only score the top kid at Raleigh. Yeah, so I think those teams right there. Yeah, I think I think kind of like I said uh, at the start of the season, I, I think Bishop Kelly could do it if all mm -hmm. their guys were in the right spot and they all did what they are capable of and they all hit their ceiling. Mm -hmm. I think Bishop Kelly could win it, but I'd love to hear in the comments who everybody thinks would win uh, at Super State um, for sure. Uh, okay, let's see. Sean says, just making it through, qualifying as a grind for tournaments to get to state. He's talking about down there in California. It's uh, a one-month process. It's brutal. God, one month. Wow. That's a long postseason. Take a back. Idaho blanks Cali in a duel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. You know what? Our cream in the crop is good. I, You know, our cream in the crop would be able to do well at that state tournament. You know, our best kids. But uh, that would be an interesting duel, considering Poway, Buchanan, and there's a lot of individual guys out there. It would be a good match. But we saw that at the what, Brian? Didn't we uh, wrestle them at the uh, junior duels? Yeah, we, we did. Um, yeah. You know, and we handle our own for sure at those junior yeah. duels. With that, that, that team we had this year, especially in Greco, obviously, um, you know, so it'd be fun to see it in folk style. A little mm -hmm. different. You got a lot more numbers. But uh, definitely in Greco and freestyle, we hold our own. That's right. Yeah, I just the the blank part. I don't I don't know that we yeah. pitch the pitch the shutout necessarily, but uh, yeah, we 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 fight for sure. <laughs> um, HA says one twenty through one thirty eight, all stacked weights across the divisions. Yeah, those middle weights are really tough um, mm -hmm. over the past several years. Um, yeah, Bugsy says that's why I push to expand Idaho to uh, one or at a second state tournament the following Sunday to eliminate traveling and such. Idaho won nationals. We have a chance to shine. Yeah. Uh, the super state idea. I don't know. Picking up steam for sure. Um, here's X my senior year at 220. Uh, he was ranked second and lost before the quarterfinals. Never came back to wrestle again. Now yeah, his weight was loaded. His weight was loaded. The difference between the top three or four just at sections was winning in overtime. Double overtime, it was that close in some of his matches. I think X won like two or three overtime matches just to get wow. into the middle round. It was tight. So, oh, oh it That's was tough. Brutal. Yeah, it second, was brutal. Yeah, X says he was the second seed, yep. Yeah. Uh, Kyle and Z, I'm impressed with the talent at the 2A level this year, especially mm -hmm. from a couple freshmen, Hanson from Ryrie, Morrison from Malad, and a couple others. Yeah, we we haven't talked about Ryrie much this year, Brian. They have been kind of the 2A power the last couple of years, um, and, and we see why, right? They continue to bring these impressive middle schoolers up, and it's it's really impressive what they've built out there at Ryrie. It, it is, and they've got, you know, they're going to be right in the mix again this year. I don't think they've got the depth to win it this year, but they've got, you know, the Hanson kid. I think Moon is, you know, in the top two there at 113. 
Uh, so Ryrie's got some some horses again, and and you know, speaking of Morris, and that could be, I, I, you know, amazing freshman. He's gonna, you know, looks like he's gonna be a four time state champion. I don't know that he's lost a match this year. Um, you know, we saw it right, didn't he win the didn't he win the uh, like this kids nationals or he yeah, was a finalist? Yeah, yeah that he was all it. Yep, and then to come in at one thirty eight as a freshman, I mean, nothing but impressed from Drake, and I knew he was gonna be great, but. Uh, you know, he's exceeded what I thought, uh, you know, props to him could be another one of those all time Idaho greats to keep an eye on for the next three, four years. Yeah. Talk, talking about young kids. I saw the um, kids nationals, this kid, Austin Armstrong, he's 12 U. I mean, this kid's won everything. What do you know? I mean, what do you know about him? This kid, I mean, is his family, I mean, there's Armstrong's from that part, right from the Pocatello area. I mean, this kid's a stud. He, he is. D different family. They actually train out of my brother's Jim Harry East Idaho Elite. And there's two brothers, Austin and Eli, um, you know, both for I think one of them was third at Nationals this week and, and the other was first. And, you know, just they're in the room every day working out uh, nonstop year round. OW, I mean, the whole nine yeah. yards. So, yeah. What high school would he go to? Um, <laughs> his, his older brother graduated from Bonneville last year. Um, okay. It's looking like they may be at Thunder Ridge. It's kind of one of those open, you know, go where you are as a freshman. So yeah. I'm hearing Thunder Ridge, but got a couple of years to find out. Oh, man, I'm impressed with this kid. Yeah, he's, he's fun to watch. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, another East Idaho standout here. Natalie says, shout out to Spencer Wilcox for Madison beating Riker Vale in the first round at Red Halverson. Wow. Nail biter. That is, to to knock out Riker Vale. First of all, it's the opening round, Brian, and you look up at who you're <laughs> lined up against and it's Riker Vale. Yeah. Jeez, what kind of draw did I get here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, great wrestling from Spencer, you know, and Vale. Uh, you, you feel for the kid because he's got a serious, serious shoulder injury that to, to the point, I think, at uh, the Madison Invitational, it, it came out fully out of socket twice mm. during the match. And so, you know, he's got a brace, but not to take anything away from Wilcox because he wrestled a great tournament. Beats Not just Vale, he took out some other really good kids. So props to Spencer and wishing Vale gets healthy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys, uh, we've been talking about Super State here in the comments. Uh, Sean says Meridian, too deep. He likes Meridian. Al, he's kind of agreeing with the, you. Uh, individually, though, he says BK could have the most individual winners at a Super State. That's kind of where I'm at. HA's with me. I'm putting my money on BK. <laughs> you know what, what would be great about that? Coming down Meridian, BK, Mara against Martino. That's right. that's the matchup to decide the tournament right there. Be <laughs> <laughs> there. Oh, we need it. Uh, Renee says Meridian or BK. Garrett's going to stick up for his for his squad. Minico, you know, Minico would have a good shot too, depending on, you know, how how deep you're scoring right at a super state. Um, okay. Uh, Let's see. We've got a little back and forth here in the chat about super state versus non-super state. Amy says, so sick of super state. Fred Bartlett has been trying to offer an open state tournament to see who the best of the best in Idaho high school wrestling is right after IHSAA state for a number of years, Idaho open. And it seems like most have no interest in proving they're the best in the state. I, I got to be honest, just based on the comments we get week in, week out, and it's from parents and coaches. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that, Brian. I think a lot of people would be willing to to put 
put it out there and test it. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, the, the problem with, you know, the Idaho open and stuff like that high school, it's, it's not a team, you know, the full teams don't go so that these high school kids, a lot of them are burnt out when the season's done and they want a week off. And so it's, it's hard to put together, you know, Fred Bartlett's tried um, USA Idaho has tried to have, you know, they kind of have an all-star duel with Utah a few weeks after the season. Uh, it's just tough to get kids to want to go. You know, if it was a team event and sanctioned by HSA, I think you'd see it. It would work. Yes. I, I think having that team, that team aspect um, would definitely raise the stakes for sure. Uh, we were talking two-way wrestling. Uh, Sean says, yeah, two-way. Malad's the two-way monster right now. Callie says, don't forget the small schools. Definitely tough competition in all weights in the 1A, 2A. Don't rule out those guys. I was going to mention, you know, we had the North Idaho Rumble up here this past week, but we also had Clearwater Valley hosted the um, North-South Duels. And um, there was a lot of good 2A and 1A teams. St. Mary's and Kellogg, two district rivals, both went undefeated. And St. Mary's was given the title um, on criteria, essentially. Now, I think Kellogg probably had the tougher path. I mean, St. Mary's beat Westside, which is good. They beat Salmon, good program. North Gem, which is a 1A. Lapway, which is a fairly new 1A. Kellogg beats Ryrie. McCall Donnelly, a 3A. Tri Valley, who's a really good 1A, they went and won the Andrew Beck Memorial Duels earlier this year in Grangeville. That was their closest one, 45 37. And then they beat Nampa Christian, too. So, Brian, to me, Kellogg's run was a little more impressive, but St. Mary's gets the team title on the criteria. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And, you know, we've talked about Kellogg. I think they're going to be in the mix. Moad, Kellogg, it's going to be fun to watch that 2A race for sure. Because, and, and the districts will play, you know, who brings who to state will play a lot in that two-way because you get – it's pretty evenly split. I think every district gets three. I think districts three and four only get two, and then there's three at large. So, you know, it really could depend on whose district's tougher. Is it Kellogg's district or Malad's district that is the toughest? And, you know, we've talked about West Side. Malad's got to get, you know, be, there's some good West Side kids that could knock Malad kids out. So lots of variables at play. Yep. Uh, Charlie, we were talking about Armstrong from, uh, from Pocatello. Armstrong is a stud fun to watch both of them. Um, and Ken, Kenna says, yeah, like Tri Valley looked them up against Ryrie last week. And yes, I've been talking about Tri Valley all year. I think they've got a great shot at winning that one, a getting that one, a banner, you know, Grace will be there in the mix for the one, a, uh, you know, maybe Clearwater Valley. We'll have to see, but yeah, Tri Valley as a one, a D two, especially the smallest of the one A's. What they've been able to do is very impressive this year. For yeah. um, okay, Al, this is a good one for you. Alfonso wants to know, so we all know the hammers that we talk about every week. Who are the kids on the edge about to make a name for themselves? There's always, you know, this time of year, there's always these athletes that rise to the top from the periphery. Is there anybody on your radar, Al? Oh, we got, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still just getting to know these names. Um, you know, you got, you got the kid from, um, Mountain home. Uh, what's the who's their 106 pounder? Kuntz. Yeah, he's a solid kid coming up. You got Avlos from Mountain View. He's another freshman up and coming. He's been sort of in the mix. He hasn't stepped up to that next level yet, but he's edging there. So there's a handful of kids, uh, a lot of them freshmen that are just so close. So we'll see how they perform uh, coming into the year. So yeah. I know they're putting in the time. Brian, you got a name on the on the edge that you're looking at? 
Yeah, I mean, another American Falls freshman at 182, which is a crazy weight for freshmen, is Blaze Turner. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, could, could he pull it off? He's got, some, you know, Ryder Sheen and Rushton from McCall Donnelly. There's some stiff competition at 182, but he's right on the edge. And to see a freshman in those upper weights mm-hmm. uh, competing for a state title, I think that's super impressive. Uh, another undefeated wrestler from North Fremont in the upper weights, um, Oren Miller at 220. Uh, had a great freshman year and dislocated his elbow, and I think he may have missed state, but uh, he's looking really good this year. So there, there, there's several. You could go down the weights and name one or two here and there. Yeah, and I got, I got one more. I, I just saw he just got his hundredth career win. Uh, Marquez Arredondo from Caldwell. I mean, he's a senior, two-time state qualifier, currently ranked number three at 138. He's yet to place at state. He's been there twice, but he's just got a hundredth career win. So he's another guy to you keep an eye on. Yeah, those are all great uh choices there. Good, good nominees. And if you've got if you got somebody uh that's on the edges right now that you think is gonna rise up here in the next three weeks, let us know in the chat um as well. Uh let's see. Brian says, I'm only here for the super state topic. Let's go. But let's go. Austin Armstrong, I am recruiting him to BK right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, Of course, Bishop Kelly, a private school. They can recruit student athletes uh, to their school if they would like to. Um, Okay. Sean talking about Myla Hennebury here, three-time national champ, pinned everyone in her weight this year, Al. Yeah, she's she's tough. I've been watching her at the kids' level. I think that's his daughter. I mean, she's doing well, yeah. I mean, she's that next generation that have seen the pioneers do well and they're coming up and you know, they 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 they're they're setting the precedence for the next generation. So yeah. I look forward yeah, to her gonna, doing well. She's gonna be fun to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh okay, let's see. Uh we were talking about super state. Matthew says I'm going to say post falls, but in a year, not this year, but next year. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll run it back here next year and see if everyone still thinks it's going to be post falls. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Kenna was talking about tri Valley. Yes. They pushed Kellogg the toughest, only four points behind Kellogg in their duel this past week. For sure. That was nice. Um, Isaac says USA folk style nationals earlier this year, a couple weeks after state March 15th through the 17th, hoping Idaho sends a big contingent Al. And then that kind of, uh, came in, into a discussion of, uh, is it good to have a week off or go straight into the off season as well? The calendar does get a little congested there. Um, when we hit February and then there's state and then next thing you know, those off-season tournaments pick right back up. The elite of the elite take a couple days off. I mean, you, I, every kid I've written about, they don't take much time off. They're a con- it's a year-round process. The only thing holding them back is a severe injury. So, yeah, a little time off, but not too much. Okay. And, um, and going back to the folk style nationals, I don't know it's represented very well, right? Brian, I think we've won it, what, two or three times in the last yeah. several years? Yeah. They've sent a- yeah, I, I would assume we will this year. It should be a large contingency, and you know, I encourage all these high school kids if you're available, get out there and go, and let's let's do Idaho proud because you're right. We always compete well there. Bring back multiple All Americans every year, so mm-hmm. let's do it. Yep. Okay, Matthew wants to know. Let's talk 160 and 5A. Who's the guy to beat? Al, you know, our most recent rankings on IdahoSports.com, and we we update those usually every Wednesday, your top five 
you know, we had Trey Smith at the top. Of course, we got to change that. He'll be out for the season now, but we had Hunter Lowe from CUNA, Jacob Blanford from Middleton, Patrick Lakey from Centennial, Cole Nelson from Madison, Nathan Booth from Lake City. You like any of those guys? Blanford's solid. I mean, he's put the time. I mean, they're all solid kids, but Blanford, he's, I mean, he's been a folk style. He's been a dual. I mean, this kid's year round. He's been in a lot of time. Solid worker, hard worker. He's placed his state twice. I, I think he's the one among the favorites. Yep. Yeah. That's a good good nominee. Uh, I'll, I'll say, you know, uh, Nathan Booth from Lake City as well. You know, I think he's got good potential now that that opening has been created up here in District 1 and 2 also. So, mm-hmm. um, Anna giving a shout out to Mesher from BK tonight. Tough freshman, right? Absolutely. You know, third at Red Halverson, looking great. Um, you know, going to be a state placer as a freshman, and he's an animal. Yep. yep. Good. Uh, speaking of Red Halverson, Bugsy wants to know, uh, wasn't there a sophomore from Soda Springs that won Red Halverson? Am I mixing people up? Nope, um, yeah. Elijah Dilworth, right? Yep. Yep. Again, at 195. I mean, we talked about Blaze Turner, 182 American Falls, but a freshman at 195. Um, and took out some really good kids there too. Uh, you know, that 195 was a solid. You had Williamson from Jerome, who's a two or three time state placer. Uh, Biggs from CUNA, who's a state placer. Um, so there were uh, Sonar Craney from Minico. Um, you know, I think he had injury or something happened, but that was a tough bracket to see Dilworth, the sophomore, pull that out. It's super impressive. Yeah, that was a really fun one to watch for sure. Um, okay, X wants to know, what are your guys' thoughts when you have a team, half good, half starting out? Do you have two practices or just one and then split everyone? Al, I'll ask because you've got the – you coach at the biggest school of anybody here at Rocky Mountain. What's your philosophy with that? I mean, you usually I, – <laughs> I mean, we're running out of room in our room. I mean, it's uh, it's good to start the practice with everyone – but then during mid, you know, the mid part of practice, you split up, you know, the more advanced kids work on them and then more one-on-one time with the newer kids where they can get a little bit more coaching at the, you know, the basic levels and stuff like that. Then it, and bring them all back in for the, the post-practice. That's how I, I, I think it should be run. Yeah, I kind of think back to when I played high school football. And again, my school would be like a 4A school in Idaho, but back in Montana, we were the only school that didn't have wrestling. So it didn't do wrestling, but football, we would all start together. And then, you know, JV kids would kind of split off and run their own practice. And then the varsity, and then they'd all come together again for the end of practice is usually how that would work. So that's yeah, that's we, way to do it. Yeah, we got the more advanced kids and, you know, we're just refining their technique, whereas the younger kids, the basic skills of wrestling, positioning, stance, all that stuff, we're trying to sort of work those areas where they can refine their basic skills and understand the concepts of, of, of the technique. So it requires a little bit more one-on-one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we were talking about guys on the edges here. Bugsy says Spencer Peace is looking sharp. That's another Minico spartan that minico's just got guys all over brian <laughs> they do and he, he's looking good that's probably a you know a preview of the state championship match you would guess there with peace and sarah and and peace handled them in the finals of the red halverson so you know you got other good the hillcrest the reeves kids seth jacobson from shelly they're they're tough kids they could pull the upset but i would say that final is looking like peace and sarah and we we just saw that red halverson and and peace took it to him so looking great yep yeah 
Charles says, I know this podcast is about high school wrestling, but how about the Idaway and USA Youth Wrestling? That's the future group coming on, Brian. Yeah, I'm like we've mentioned the Armstrong boys, uh, the Hennerby girl. I mean, we have the, the future is bright, put it that way. You know, middle school state that they they held in December, uh, it's just some hammers. It's going to be fun to watch and, and see incoming freshmen. I haven't given it a lot of thought yet towards these last few shows. I'll give it some thought to see what we have coming up, but uh, there's going to be a good incoming freshman crop and, and numbers look good for the little kids programs. Yep. And, you know, we talked about all these great younger wrestlers, certainly. And at the freshman level too, Meredy says this freshman class has been doing amazing things. They are great kids and can't wait to see what they can do through high school. Thanks for all you guys do for our wrestlers. Al, the bar has been raised to where you've got to put in the time when you are a middle schooler. Um, and so these freshmen that come to high school are at a bit of a higher curve than freshmen, even, you know, five to 10 years ago. Yeah, each level requires a higher level of training, focus, conditioning, you know, nutrition, everything to get to the new level. If you just look at the kids that have preceded them, I mean, Brian, you've been here your whole life. I've only been here for about four years. I have to say, from what I'm seeing, this has to be one of the best core group of junior, sophomore, seniors, probably in the history. They've always had great kids, but as a whole, like the numbers just seem to be phenomenal. Yeah, they, they are. We, I was having this conversation this week and, uh, you know, I would honestly say this is the best senior senior class we've had in the history of the state. I've never seen, you know, eight, nine D1 commits in, in one year. So, uh, you know, and there's not a lot of drop off. The junior and sophomore classes are looking good. We'll see what they do. But I, I would go out on a limb and just say this is the best senior class we've, we've seen in the, the history of the state. So pretty impressive. Well, academically and on the mat. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah. So, um, Brandon, going back, you were talking about up and coming uh, wrestlers to watch. You know, I want to go to the girls division, too. Just from my experience, some of the girls I've been had the privilege to coach. We've been emphasizing to the kids. It's not the wins and losses in tournament, uh, you know, accolades as much as trusting the process. You know, we have some girls at Rocky and I know there's more of the girls that didn't even go to state this last year, but they've committed to the process and now are starting to be returning state placers. You know, once Kara uh, uh, Herschel from Rocky Mountain, she's been placed at many tournaments and Cameron Spicer in the upper weight. So I just want to shout out to some of the girls because I know some of the girls were starting to see rise to a different level from last year. Yeah, it's been dovetailing on that. Renee says, uh, as we're wrapping up the season, we need to push our female athletes to do freestyle. I've been in touch with a lot of college coaches. They're going to start recruiting mainly freestyle athletes. It'll be interesting to see what the D3 coaches Because that's what they do, week. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I would like to see that, too. All of our high school girls need to realize. You, you'll talk to some of them. They don't even realize college for girls is freestyle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I would like to see the state. Since that's what colleges go, girls freestyle, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> but 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 I would like to see it. I mean, it would just make sense. And so you know, encourage all those female wrestlers out there to get out to freestyle. Great opportunities right now. Uh, women's nationals is in Spokane for another year, maybe even two. So it's you know easy for Idaho girls to get there and and go see how it looks on the national scale. So yeah. so so Brian, that being said. Do you see like division one, division two, NAI women's college wrestling 
go into more collegiate style? I mean, why are we doing freestyle? I mean, I know. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I I hope not. The reason being, on the world stage, it is freestyle, and so right. I think it's it's a good thing that our college female wrestling is for freestyle. And I wish high school, as they, I was hoping, more high schools, as they were sanctioning the sport, would go freestyle. I've mm-hmm. heard a lot of things that part of the problem is just not enough um, freestyle officials. We have a lot more officials for folk style, so it's easier to cover. I know in Idaho, we would have a hard time. You know, these officials would learn and, and get accustomed, but the first year, couple of years would be really oh, yeah. hard to find officials to do it. Yeah, be some growing pains for sure, but it is interesting for sure. Uh, okay, we were talking about uh, 5A 160. Uh, and kind of weighing in. Natalie, of course, is from Madison. She says Cole Nelson is her pick, but maybe she's biased. Hey, that's all right. We can be biased here. He's solid. He's solid. He's got a shot. Yep. Travis wants to know 195 in 4A. Who's the guy to beat? Uh, of course, Jordan Tyler is his son from Sandpoint. But really, the guy that's really been opening my eyes lately has been Preston Sonner Cranny from Minico. But, you know, mm-hmm. Jerome's got a good kid in that weight, too. Um, Mountain Home. I don't know. What do you guys think about 195 4A? That's one of the weights I think, it, you know, it, it's a toss up. And whoever is peaking at the right time between Hodges. Uh, Jordan Tyler, Sandpoint, Sonner Craney. I'm not sure what the injury was at Red Halverson. That's concerning. Uh, Williamson from Jerome is solid. And then Britton Sorensen from Bonneville, you know, has made some noise. And I think he beat Williamson um, up in the air there. Those, those five, I think, have it, but we'll see who shows up. Yep. Uh, Cody says one of the, the most fun tournaments we've been to is the U S open in Vegas in April, a great experience for young athletes to meet. That's, that's kind of a, you know, what this is all about too, Al is yeah, Mm -hmm. we're team Idaho, but some of these Idaho kids do make friends with kids from other States. And, uh, when you get to college, of course, there's not going to be a ton of Idaho kids coming with you. So you've got to be able to make those connections too. Oh, I, Personally, got friends from all over the world, across the country, around the world. You meet people. I mean, it's a it's a tight knit community. Yeah, yeah. And the and the U.S. Open is great. I mean, you know, a lot of time you you have the Olympians walking around, the little kids are walking around getting autographs. Um, you know, and Idaho traditionally we had what two or three U.S. Open champs with a Tau. I think Skellinger was U.S. Open champ. Uh, o W. and and uh, oh the uh, Declo kid. Uh, is that North Colorado uh, now? Um, also one up from Idaho. Matthews, yeah. right? Yeah, Matthews. So, yeah. you know, we had a great showing and the U.S. Open is, you know, if people can make it down there in April every year. It's always in Vegas and it's it's a good time. Yep. Uh, Kyle and Z giving a shout out to Tucker Bowen from Soda. What a stud he is. Uh, got to the finals at Red mm-hmm. Halverson uh, before falling there, of course. Um, uh, two dudes says, if you can coach the concept, not the technique, it can apply to all levels. Talking about freestyle and implementing that there. Bruce wants to know I'm late tonight. Is Brandon mentioned that round ball sport tonight? I haven't, you know what I saw Al kind of a cool thing. Caldwell is hosting a dual. some, I think it's tomorrow night and their, their girls basketball coach is going to be kind of like an honorary wrestling coach for the night. They invited her to come over and lend her leadership and expertise. I thought that was kind of a cool thing Caldwell's doing. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should do that at Rocky, BJ Humphreys. He's a pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show them the light. <laughs> yep. Oh, for sure. Um, David and Michaela say peace is looking awesome for Minico. Melody says Cash Parker, youngster to watch from Buell, Brian. Yeah. Definitely on the radar for sure. He's looking like he's going to be a stud. Yep. Uh, Jacqueline says Sawyer Sage is a monster coming in next year as well. So um, HA wants to know break or says breakouts coming up. Cohen Roberts from Lewiston and King David Rhodes from Lewiston. Al, if you've already got the nickname King, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Will not forget. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, <clears throat> All in wrestling club is going to produce some hammers the next few years, two dudes says. And John says Aiden Takeda is going to be a problem for the next four years. Yes, yes. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, Beckon Dub says, Can we get a separate Matt chat for the girls next year? Hey, as girls continues to grow, we might consider it, but I think for now, you know. It's nice having it all just under the one roof. I mean, I, we're all busy people. <laughs> we got we to, we'll have to think, we'll have to talk offline about that. Uh, Dakota says, How about some of the finals at Artie Brown in New Plymouth, Al? Uh, Mara over McKenzie, Quinn Hood over Gooley, we talked about already um, as well. This one kind of went under the radar a little bit with Red Halverson and North Idaho Rumble, but there was some good action going on at New Plymouth. They didn't play for the for the pilgrim hats, but it was, Oh, still- they did. They had the well, hats. Yeah. Well, they did. I- they got the hats. They got the pilgrim. Yeah. They did have the hats. I mean, oh, Dale man. Oregon won it with 82 points, you know, follow, uh, or no, that was the, 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 the girls division. Uh, but no, they had the hats this year. No, that, that they did. So I mean, I saw okay. pictures of it. I mean, Meridian won it with Fruitland uh, in second new Plymouth was third. So top three teams are pretty solid. We we were told last week on the show that uh, the the hats had been discontinued, but I'm glad that they were there for sure. Well, at least I mean, it looked, it looked like they were still there. <laughs> yeah, I saw pictures with them, so it looked like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian says Idaho has a consistent D1 wrestler supply indefinitely, thanks to all the dedicated coaches and Coach Owens, conservative, family friendly values. Many top wrestling families will be moving to Idaho to join you. Al, uh, you're a transplant to Idaho. I'm a transplant to Idaho. Brian, we're seeing it all the time. A lot of people coming from Oregon and Washington, especially, that just don't want to live that kind of lifestyle. <laughs> they want to come live in Idaho. And we say, okay, come on in. It's, it's We have an open border for all wrestlers. Come on in. I mean, oh, yeah. some great ones. You, you got Mara, Gooley, White, all came about the COVID years. And, man, we're glad to have them because it's been fun. Man. Yeah, I was I was in I was in Star Star yesterday, Star Idaho. I was at the coffee shop, see this guy with cauliflower hair, and I'm looking, ah, he looks familiar. You know, he was a coach at Victor Valley College down in Southern California, living here. I'm like, dude, you got to get involved. I mean, so they're they're moving here, you know. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, Washington really messed up that COVID thing. We did get a lot of people that moved in after that. Um, Callie says, so cool to see the huge growth for the girls wrestling. Excited to see the growth and ability to develop over the next few years for sure. Um, X wants to know if a team has enough girls, should they host a girls duel uh, since state wrestling's coming up? Yeah, Al, there are some cool. of them. Yeah, there are a couple, right? Yeah, we're getting to that point. Each year we keep climbing and climbing and more and more girls to where we're going to have a duel. I mean, so it's uh, 
it's growing at an exponential rate. Yep. That's uh, what right. we want. Yep. And Renee, of course, is uh, heading to the D3 Invitational this weekend. He's going to talk to those coaches a little bit and figure out what it is. You know, how can we get our Idaho girls, you know, in, a, in the best position to get them to the next level for sure? Mark says, shout out to the Jerome Lady Tiger wrestlers and their awesome coach. Yeah, Jerome. You know, we were talking about, you know, Thunder Ridge is a strong team this year. Canyon Ridge has a really good team. Jerome also has a really, really strong squad. They yep. do. Yeah. Yep. In Rockies, where I'm at, it's grown. We, you know, we got several girls doing very well. And, uh, you know, uh, so I think in the next couple of years, they can challenge for a top two or three at state. Yep. Uh, HA, girl breakouts coming up. Kira Zimmerman from Moscow. Sammy Slider from Lewiston. Little Sisters of Idaho Legends, of course. Jolie Slider from Lewiston. And um, Skyla Zimmerman from Moscow, who's moved on. Yeah great um another north idaho one coach Derek booth love the podcast guys if you're free on a wednesday night tune into nic versus clackamas guaranteed fireworks that's going to be a good matchup brian yep yeah. definitely i'll definitely be tuning in and you know some idaho kids there wrestling for coach booth so it's going to be fun to watch Derek, yep. you're doing a great job up there we love what we're seeing you're really proactive uh we look forward to the next several years of uh, bringing North Idaho on a national level. Definitely. Um, we were talking about Preston Sonner Cranny um, got a concussion. Garrett said uh, David and Michaela, you know, he'll be tough to beat again if he gets healthy with concussion. Yeah. We certainly hope he can recover from that because he, you know, he makes 195 tougher if he's in there for sure. Melody uh, giving some shout outs here to the 2023 freestyle nationals, Olivia Bezdecek, national champ, 14 U Ali Avancara runner up 14 U Roxy Sheen fourth uh, at the 15 U Kiana Conrad fourth at the 15 U Myla Hennebury champion. And, and that's just the surface. And those are all names we've mentioned at some point this year, right? Kiana Conrad and, uh, Olivia Bezdecek, I know we've talked about on, on the show this year. Yep. Two freshmen looking like they're going to cruise to state titles, both of them. And Ali at 106 has got a, you know, she's in the mix there. So pretty amazing. I truly believe from what I've seen just from the past and what's happening now, Idaho girls could be one of the best states in the country. They're already proving it right now, just with the quality of wrestling coming out already. Yes. Uh, Johnette says, let's go girls wrestling. Let's go Blackfoot. Yes, for sure. And of course, Kelly Walters says Jay bird this weekend. Let's go Idaho girls. Al, uh, I'm excited to see how it all shakes out at the Jay bird. This is to me, this is the signature event in, in women's wrestling in Idaho. You know, Todd Caddy runs that tournament. Like it runs Raleigh does an outstanding job each year. It seems like the numbers just continue to climb in the upward trend. So Great job. I look forward to this tournament. Yep. yep. Kiana Conrad and Zoe Ortiz both have bright futures in wrestling. And then some of, we were talking about some of the younger up-and-coming talent. Tom says Sublime Wrestling Academy is doing great youth uh, things for the youth and high school wrestlers in Pokey. Um, and also Sean says Internal Quest Wrestling will send out big-time talent here down the pike as well. Uh Malad Iron Maiden duel tomorrow night. That's going to be a good one, Brian. Yeah. What What is that Iron Maiden duel? Like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the soundtrack, but who who goes to the Iron Maiden duel? I haven't even. Heard that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's that's the best name I've seen. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. Uh Nick Nick wants to know who takes girls super state. I'm thinking it would be a shootout. Oh, that's tough. Girls is girls is too hard to, to quantify because there's it is. It is. You know, I'd have to go with Thunder right at this point. If, yeah. I, if I had to call one right now, they they just, again, they have the depth. I mean, we had a duel with them the other day and they are deep. They can pull their twos out and, and beat a lot of schools one. So I, I would go Thunder right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Brian wants to know, does wrestling at NIC start the NCAA eligibility clock? I believe so, right? Because it's NJCAA, so... Uh, yeah, and Renee says, yep, it does. Um, Joey says, don't forget about Keisha Hanks making waves for a newer female wrestler as well. Um, and uh, talking about Iron Maiden, Renee says, Brian, let's bring the band back. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. We we went over the hour limit tonight for the first time this year, I think. Uh, we had so many great comments in the chat Thank you to everybody for chiming in tonight. Before we get out of here, Al, we still got to hand out our Matt Chat uh, Wrestler of the Week. We haven't I was even just thinking anything. about that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yes, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, we got to get that uh, put in here. So we had a big internal discussion about it, right? And there were so many quality names. And we went back and forth. And and Al, of course, you're the data master. You, you made a good case for the four or five that we were looking at. But... We ultimately decided to go with Jake Castaneda from Bishop Kelly High School, the 132-pound senior Al. He had quite the run uh, this past weekend. No, I mean, you look at what he did. Uh, I mean, he had uh, three falls. He, uh, you know, he beat Curran, who's a three-time state finalist in the semis, and then beat uh, Derfria Deklo, who's a, you know, also a state placer by major decision. Uh, in the finals, just had a solid tournament. He's a great kid, great academics. I mean, you're talking, you know, high GPA, National Honor Society, you know, multiple time state uh, finalist and champion. And he's got a bright future going on to uh, the division one level. Great family. Yeah. And uh, of course, I always love saying this, if, if we can get the small font on there, that means lots of good things happening. Just, I mean, the community and academic accolades, National Honor Society, BPA, Business Professionals of America, mm-hmm. Student Council, two years at Glens Ferry, then he moved to Bishop Kelly, uh, 100 plus hours of community service, and he's a lifeguard, a rewarding That's summer right. job if ever there was one. Mm-hmm. No, he's, <laughs> he's a solid kid, humble but he believes in the process and willing to work hard to get from point A to point B and uh, just a solid kid. He has a bright future, both on the mat and uh, in life. Yeah. Really well-deserved Jake Castaneda from Bishop Kelly, our Idaho uh, Matt chat prep cast athlete of the week, wrestler of the week. Um, Okay, guys. Before we get out of here, one last question. Renee wants to know, do we have to stop this after the end of the season? (laughs) I will say, I will say yes, only if temporarily, because we all just need a chance to decompress a little bit from the season. (laughs) Plus, 
Plus at Idaho Sports HQ, you know, I also have to cover that round ball sport. And then I have to make sure everything is ready for our spring sports coverage as well. You know, track and field and baseball and softball. But but Al, last year, when when it was timely, we did do, you know, some off-season specials. Yeah, um, we so talked about the folk style or Fargo Nationals yeah. or, you know, the fact they won that or some special things. I'm sure we'll be looking for reasons to possibly bring it. Yes. Just not on a weekly basis. That'd be a lot <laughs> for sure. So, uh, but yes, uh, more off season content is kind of the next step I think we're going to take. So uh, big thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight here to the Idaho Matt chat prep cast on the Idaho sports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter account. Also the Idaho wrestling news, Facebook page. One last request. If you could, before we duck out of here, if you could hit that like button, and then share this when we're all said and done. That'll help everybody who wasn't able to be here live tonight find it a little easier uh, tomorrow, the next day, etc. cetera, um, amongst all the social media algorithms. And, of course, we also take the audio from this prep cast, and we, we upload it every week. So you can download and subscribe to the Idaho Matt Chat prep cast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Al, as always, thanks for doing this. Having a good time. My next article to come out on the uh, top tier one is uh, Hoyt Voss. So it should be coming out soon. That is one you will not want to miss. It's a really good piece. I mean, all of them are out, but uh, you did a phenomenal job with this one as well. So uh, stay tuned for that on IdahoSports.com coming this week. The new wrestlings will be out uh, this week as well. Brian, as always, thank you for popping on. Yep. Thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting flack in the chat for mentioning that other winter sport. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought I did pretty good, but uh, yeah. used right. a synonym. <laughs> yeah. I used, yeah. We'll have to come up with a code word for sure. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in everybody to the Idaho bad chat prep cast. We'll see you next Tuesday live 8 PM mountain, 7 PM Pacific right here on IdahoSports.com.